A spontaneous and unrehearsed interview. Welcome to the 68th episode of Curiosityness. And this episode I have on, we're talking about donuts, specifically Randy's Donuts. It's the big, the building with the big donut, donut on top that you, good lord, with the big donut on top that you've seen in uh, like every pop culture thing related to uh, LA. So you know what I'm talking about. You know it when you see it. It's the big donut and it's Randy's Donuts. And uh, you know, living in Long Beach, we're kind of in the LA area and uh, I'll go to Randy's occasionally a few times a year. And uh, a few, uh, you know, maybe a couple years ago, we noticed that they were opening up uh, franchises and they were expanding and they were doing all this stuff. So I got curious about it. So looked into it and was able to get uh, Tom. He works in marketing for Randy's Donuts now. And we kind of got the whole story on what's going on with Randy's Donuts and their expansion. And it was just sold from these brothers. And it's a really cool, fun, interesting story about like an L.A. icon. So uh, I think you'll enjoy this episode. So sit back and relax. And we're going to talk about Randy's Donuts. Boom, we're on. What's up, Tom? Thank you. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Excited to talk about the brand. Yeah, yeah. Stoked to talk. This is like such a fun, iconic thing that like everybody has seen, you know, the huge Randy's donut. It's everywhere. You know? Absolutely. It's one of the it's one of the reasons I work on the brand is I have such an emotional connection to it. It's such a fun brand to represent to from a marketing perspective. And I shouldn't say this, but marketing this brand is probably one of the easier brands I've ever marketed in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> it kind of sells itself between the high quality products and also, you know, the iconicness of the building in Inglewood. Right. Yeah. No, I can imagine how this would be like kind of a dream come true. Super fun to to be on the marketing side of all this. Absolutely. I also do uh, franchise sales. So we're, we'll talk about this probably a little bit later, but we're also just started initiating uh, selling franchises. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah Cause so. this, this is the whole thing that I, I was curious about. Cause it's like the whole Randy's donuts. It's been there forever. When, well, what do you, when was it uh, built? Do you know? Yeah. So I'll give you a little bit of history if you would like that. Yes, um, in 1953, Robert Wendell um, created these big donut drive throughs I think there was like six or seven of them. Over the years, they've all fallen away. I think there's one or two left. The Randy's in Inglewood is one of the two that are left. However, a few years after he built them, he sold the iconic Inglewood location to Mr. Wendell. Uh, he's, Mr. Wendell sold to Mr. Escrow. And Mr. Escrow is the one who named it, renamed it after his son, Randy. Oh, so, so that's, that's who Randy that's, is. Okay. Yeah. So that's the early 60s. And then they immediately sold it to their two cousins, Larry and Ryan, Ron Weintraub, who basically ran the business for 50 years, seven days a week themselves. Man. Out of a cash box. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> so we're talking, they weren't, they weren't tech savvy, but man, they sure sold good donuts for 50 years. They had a great life. Mm-hmm, totally. And when they got the business, it had already had the big donut on top and everything. Correct. The Robert Wendell's the one who created the big donut drive through. So they had seven of those. And then over the years, they were torn down and what have you. There's two left. One is Randy's. And then the second owner, Mr. Esco, is the one who changed the name to Randy's. And then the third owner were the two brothers that ran it for 50 years. And then Mark Collision, who owns it now, bought it about four years ago. Right. Okay. A little over four years ago. Yeah. No, that makes sense. 
So Larry and Ron were just kind of running this thing. They were just kind of happy to have their own little business and just go into work every day and make donuts. Yeah, apparently from what I heard, they had been offered ways to expand it, ways to buy it. And they just kept saying, no, no, no. They just, they love being there every day with the consumers, with the employees making donuts and made them happy. Nice. They had a really nice life. What's interesting now is when we open up new stores, or we do an event, we always invite them and they always come. So it's like, it's oh. like little children watching their babies grow, which is actually kind of cute. Oh, that's so cool. That's nice to hear. I was curious, like how, if they were, what they thought of this whole, the whole expansion and selling it and everything, but that's glad to hear they're, they're kind of on yeah. board with it, I guess. Yeah, no, they're totally on board. The big thing when the sale went to Mark was their request was please do not change anything. So what happens primarily is the brands are sold, you know, big brands take over little brands or they go private. What happens is people want to change things. And when they start changing it is when a brand usually gets destroyed or falls to the wayside. Mm-hmm. and thankfully, Mark listened to them and said, you know, I'm not going to change anything. We use the same high quality mixes that are proprietary. We have the same donuts. He's barely even raised prices. We have some of the most affordable, high quality donuts, you know, in the, in the country. Yeah. Um, those are really important. Mark did add a line of premium donuts in, but that was really the only change. It was still using the primary, the high quality proprietary ingredients. It was just bringing in some things like you know, M&M topped and Nutella and some of the ones that are a little bit more high end. So we had a variety of you know, we have four different price levels and he would just wanted to have some premium ones that are a little more fun and colorful and playful at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that makes sense. That's kind of where donut, donuts have changed over, a bit over history. And that's kind of the, the stuff that everyone's doing right now with Voodoo Donuts starting that and everything yeah. kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a couple of different variations of donuts. So you have like a ton. I mean, LA is like the land of donuts. I think there's like 10,000 donut shops or something here. <laughs> um, a lot of them, and I don't want to sound like racist sounding, but they're mostly Cambodian Vietnamese. I mean, that is just what they are. That's mm-hmm. Their culture has just had a tendency to, to go into donut shops, but they tend to be the cheaper and less quality ingredients, very low prices, kind of very functional. And then you have all the specialty donut shops that popping in, like you just mentioned, Voodoo, where they have these four, five, six, seven dollar donuts. Mm-hmm. Brandy's is kind of a hybrid of both. We have really high quality ingredients, really high end donuts, and we have four different price ranges, but we fall in the middle. So we're not the cheap donuts, we're not the expensive donuts. We kind of fall all in the middle. You know, right now at Inglewood, I think our lowest price donuts a dollar fifteen, and I think the highest price is two sixty five for a premium. That's wow. pretty good, given that. The quality is so high. I will tell you that we are the only ones that use the, the mixes that we have because the mixes are so so expensive. But we know that they're quality because people love the donuts. And I'll just give you a story, which I probably shouldn't share, but I will tell you anyways. Is because so many people travel in and out of LAX airport and buy donuts, we know that our donuts are good two and three days later because we hear all the time. I picked up two dozen and I brought them back to Tokyo and I shared them in the office, you know, three days later, people love them. Mm-hmm. That's not what we want to talk about because our donuts are really good. But, you know, if you try, try uh, some of the other brands donuts fresh out of the fire, they're amazing. And then if you try them an hour later, they taste like a piece of cardboard. Okay. If you take if you take our glazed donut and you try it right out of the oven, it is amazing. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you try it three days later, it's still really good. Yeah. So that is a that is a clear differentiator for us is the high quality ingredients. The variety of our donuts is another one. You know, we have over fifty varieties of donuts. Damn. You know, primarily cake and raised. So cake is kind of what you see more at Dunkin' Donuts, the heavier, denser, thicker, smaller ones, kind right. of what you see at Seven Eleven and things. Mm-hmm. And then you have raised donuts, which are the light, fluffier ones, and that's mm-hmm. more like the Krispy Kreme style. But we do all those and above. And then we we also have you know, apple fritters and cinnamon rolls and, you know, buttermilk bars and a variety. We have over 50 varieties, which uh, really makes us unique in the marketplace. And the other thing is all ours are made fresh by hand every day. There's no 
uh, automation involved. You know, we have our process is simple. You know, we put mix in a mixer, mix it all up, take the dough, put it on a table, cut it up. Uh, if it's going to go to the proofer, you put it in a proofer, it raises the yeast, and then you fry it, and then you decorate it. If it's a cake donut, you simply just put it right in the fryer and then decorate it. So this, the process is simple. There's no refrigeration. There's no freezing. Everything's made fresh every day. The biggest challenge, I will tell you, though, is that when you make donuts fresh by hand and you have over 50 varieties, unfortunately, people think we should have all 50 at all times. And we do run out on occasion, which really frustrates people. But we're a bakery. And for some reason, when you go to a bakery and something runs out, people are okay with it. You're like, yeah, because you make their stuff every day and you sell out. With Randy's, they're like, you didn't have my donut. We needed it. I, I can't believe you sold out. I'm like, do you have any idea how hard it is to keep 50 donuts stocked all day? You'd need like an army of 100 people to do it. Yeah. So That's it's one point. of the things that people, yeah, I always tell people, go earlier because, you know, the donuts are usually made in the morning. You know, we usually do a second run if it's busy. But generally speaking, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you're going to get the best variety. Later in the afternoon, you might be missing one or two or three, but we're doing our best to, you know, keep everything in stock. So mm-hmm. that's the most, we want to keep our guests happy. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I can understand that how people are just used to maybe with like Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. They always have every donut available. So they're, they're used to that at donut shop. And yeah, too, yeah. at the, uh, just going through uh, LAX, you'll see those orange Randy's boxes all the time. People are always yes. bringing those things through. Yeah, it's one of the most important things when I came on board is, Mark, we need really good branding that's very memorable. Mm-hmm. And the orange color, one, it's playful and it's fun. And it really kind of represents that era of when we started franchising, which is like the 50s, that color orange and kind of the style yeah. the, that we have, um, which is cool. We're actually also launching, uh, this is, I guess you'll get scoop. Uh, we're actually launching an entire new coffee program. So, you know, we all know that nothing's better than with donuts and coffee, but we've just had an okay coffee over the years. We're now introducing an entire full line of espresso, drip coffees, cold brew, blended, iced, all of it. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. And those will be in a brand new orange signature cup as well. So you'll see a lot of, you'll see a lot of orange cups and a lot of orange boxes walking around soon, hopefully. Right. No, that's great. To hold, like the cup's so important, man. People love a yeah. good cup and walking around with that thing. It feels great. Absolutely. The mock-ups that I've seen are really cool. And it's really fun because, you know, everybody identifies us with the big iconic donut as our logo, but the logo is actually the little, we call it fat boy, which is probably inappropriate, but we'll call it baker boy. Right. Um, it's the little boy on the side that he's going to do. We're changing the logo where he's now holding a coffee cup and he's got a donut up in his arm. Okay. That's actually our logo. So that's what's all over the boxes and over the, well, the boxes have both, but the cups will have the new Randy's uh, logo, which is actually really cool. So we're, we're introducing the new logo with the new coffee program. Right. So, so is that, (laughs) is the, uh, the little baker boy, is that supposed to be Randy or is that just, is that, that's supposed to be Randy? Yeah. Okay. okay. Now I have no idea. I mean, they changed the name in 1960. So that Randy boy that probably was 10 years old back then is God knows how old 90 now. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, that's true. I I couldn't tell you if he really looked like that or not, but I'm sure he looks slightly different these days. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be cool, though, if Randy's still around to see himself on all this stuff. That would be kind of cool. You know, I have no idea, but it would be something to kind of investigate to see if he was still around and what he would think about what happened over the years with the brand. I mean, that'd right. be kind of fun. Yeah, that would yeah. be fun. Like um, so jumping back to kind of like the, you know, the, you talked about the proprietary recipe or mix that you guys have and everything. Was yeah. that developed by Larry and Ron or when did that, how did that all kind of happen? 
You know, I don't know the answer. It's a good question. As far as I know, previous to um, the two brothers, the Weintraub brothers taking over, they were already using those high quality ingredients. Okay. So I'm sure things have changed over the years, but I know that they've kept that the same. That is mm-hmm. one thing that is, you know, taste. When you're looking at brands, taste is the most important thing. So I guess you gave me two things now to investigate. I figured out when the proprietary recipes came into effect and what happened to Randy. <laughs> right. We want the hard-hitting questions here on Randy's Donuts, you know? Yeah, no, it's funny. I've been working on the brand for about a year and a half, and I've never been asked those two questions, but they're actually quite relevant and very, <laughs> for me, they'd be fascinating to learn. So. Yeah. Good tidbits. Bobby, back to you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, and just to hit back on the pricing too, it is like my mom is, you know, very, very frugal. And I took her to uh, uh, Blue Star Donuts, which is, I think there's some in LA, but more up in Portland and stuff. And yeah, they're, they're like known for being, I think it's like four fifty five bucks for a donut. And I know yeah. she wouldn't even, if she saw the price, she wouldn't even want one. So I told her just to stay in the parking lot and I would go get her one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But we go to Randy's probably, my whole family goes to Randy's like two or three times a year. And okay. uh, she loves going there mostly just for the prices, you know? Yeah, I mean, the prices are really good. But like I said, quality is really good. The other thing is value. I mean, value isn't just price, but it's also quality, but it's also size. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see some of our products. If you saw the apple fritter, I mean, it is really gigantic and really heavy, like dense. Yeah, totally. the price just middle of the road. It's like you get a lot of value from our donuts. Even our traditional glazed are are really, they're much bigger than the competitive set, mm-hmm. which is, so we have good sizes, good pricing, high quality ingredients. That's why people keep coming back. Right. No, and it's, it's fun to visit too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I take a lot of pictures there. I, I do all the pictures for social media and I do all the editing. So I'm over there literally like three times a week trying to figure out how to make 50 donuts and the same building look different over and over and over. <laughs> if you understand, <laughs> try to try to create appetite appeal and interest, but it's, uh, it's actually the, the most fun part of my job is doing that part. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, totally. So, um, can we jump back to the kind of the story of, uh, why the two brothers sort of wanted to sell and how Mark kind of was able to pick up the business? Yeah, actually, it's a good story. So, you know, as I told you, Larry and Ron had been approached, you know, probably a 100 times over the years to sell their business, and they just weren't ready to do it. They really enjoyed what they were doing, and they enjoyed doing it their way. Mm-hmm. They had opportunities to franchise. They just didn't want any of it. And uh, I think when the time came that they were, you know, the reason why they decided to sell the business was they're getting a little old. They ran the business for 50 years. And I think they were in their 20s when they bought it. So we're there in their late 70s, maybe even early 80s. And wow. Mark's only owned it for like four years now. So, you know, they were at a point in their life where they probably just wanted to go enjoy something different, relax, not be on their feet all day long, smelling yeah. like donuts. Um, but, you know, it's hard to step away from something you're so emotionally connected to, which is why I think they come back to all the openings and they are still part of the business, which is mm-hmm. exciting. Um, you know, when they sold or decided to sell the business, Apparently, they went on Biz Buy Sell, which is a franchise website, and uh, just said, you know, 50-plus-year-old bakery looking to sell. And Mark, Mark, who was looking for businesses for his daughters, um, I'll give you a little background first. Mark is a retired lawyer. Mark is involved in the casino business. He owns Ocean's Eleven Casino, part of Bicycle, part of Commerce, and part of other casinos. His father got him in that business, but he wanted to keep his daughters out of that business. So he wanted something you know, to, to build for them and involve them in the business. And he was looking along, found this potential business on Biz Buy Sell, reached out, and they said it was Randy's Donuts. And without even batting an eye or, or making any decision, said, how much you want? And offered them money right on the spot. Like, it was, it was too good of a deal for uh, kind of what they were doing. They probably could have gotten a little bit more for it. 
and uh, Mark scooped it up at a great value. And according to him, he's a lot of people complain and make, make noise over the years about his uh, luckiness to, uh, to actually purchase a brand, but you know, Mark's done a good job. So I think, you know, most important, like I said, he's staying true to the brand. He hasn't changed anything. It's really important to him to keep it the same. So his mindset is the way it should be. You know, he's not, he hasn't been in this business. I've been in this business for 25 years. I've seen everything that could possibly happen in a restaurant business. I've worked for every big major player Mm -hmm. and Mark is on track with what he's doing. You know, the most important thing is the brand itself and the quality of the products and ingredients. And then you have to add the service in pricing and all those components to it, but he's doing the right things the right way, which is good. The other piece is, you know, when he bought it, the business, it was over four years ago. He literally sat on it for about a year and a half and did nothing at all. He just wanted to learn the business, see the business, understand where the opportunities were, understand the consumer base and all that. And then, like I said, he started, you know, he added the premium donuts in and then started working on the franchise documents because he wanted to grow the business. Um, and franchising takes a long time. So the legal documents, there's a FDD, which is a franchisee disclosure document. Mm-hmm. that enables you to franchise it takes about a year to 14 months to put together it's, it's quite wow. a complex document but it really is there to help people understand what the brand's about and to protect uh, the potential franchisees so that took about a year and a half and that finished in april of this year so we just started franchising in about april um wow. and we've had a lot of fun and a lot of great interest in it so far now given that mark is still franchising he's still growing the brand corporate wise. So mm-hmm. our locations in Inglewood are corporate, Hollywood Boulevard is corporate, Century City is corporate, El Segundo is corporate, um, which is great. We have Downey going in shortly, uh, Costa Mesa, La Habra, and Torrance, which are all going in soon. They'll all be corporate stores. Wow, dude. So, so what's good about that is he has skin in the game and knows that there's opportunities he wants to grow, but he's also looking for franchisees to help him grow. Mm-hmm. So franchisees, you know, we're, we have some deals going on potentially in Chicago area right now, Indiana, Florida, and different areas, Vegas. And uh, I don't know if you know this, we just actually opened up um, our first Randy's with a franchisee in uh, South Korea about four weeks ago. So a little bit different. International franchises are not held to the same franchise disclosure document as domestic. So franchising internationally is a little bit different. Uh, so generally, you sell the territory of a country to one franchisee that then develops within the country. So we launched Korea about a month ago, like I said, in a little island called Jeju Island. It's a tourist location where all the Chinese, Japanese, and Koreans go on vacation. It's volcanic, uh, but not tropical. It's more lush. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're going to open in Seoul. Um, and the goal is to have three to 400 locations in Korea within about five to six years. Wow. And they could do it because this group already created a chicken concept and has over 1,000 units already in South Korea in like eight years. Wow. So they can do it. Um, and they're a good franchise. They understand the restaurant business, which is good. So kind of fun. And uh, we also have uh, just international markets. We're, we have uh, deals going with Philippines right now uh, mm-hmm. with a great group that owns about 17 American brands at Monster Andes. They're looking for sites, and we're in talks for parts of the Middle East as well. So a lot of a lot of excitement going on at this point with the brand. Wow, man, that yeah. is crazy! This thing is just exploding. Yeah, it's 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 exploding, but it's strategic exploding. So it's, yeah. some people like I've worked at another brand where I literally sold uh, 600 franchises off one store, and all sorts of problems ensued. But what's happening here is Mark is developing corporate stores at the same time we're franchising. We're doing it at a slower pace. We control it, keeping the brand the same, making sure, because it's really important. This brand is amazing. You wouldn't want to lose what it's about. 
Mm-hmm. And that's important. And, you know, finding the right franchisee that's not only passionate about the brand, but also passionate about the food industry is, is not an easy task. And then add that into finding good real estate is even harder. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So it's, it's, it was so interesting how, you know, these brothers just had this one donut shop and just kind of ran it themselves, were loving life, you know, enjoyed it. And then kind of once the, the, the Randy's brand was so big already and had so much like it was just so known, I guess, or whatever. But once it gets in the hands of kind of the right person, it can just grow into something so big. Yeah. I mean, like I said, big, we got to be strategic about growth because just growing for the sake of growth is not the right way, uh-huh. but growing while you're protecting the brand and finding people that are champions for the brand is the right way. Right. So that can get a little, cha- a little challenging in the restaurant business. I've seen it many times in many yeah. ways. No, I, I, I just find it really interesting. And uh, yeah. do you know, I, I, I read an article, so correct me, this might be wrong, but um, about the the sale of Randy's where the, you know, they, the two brothers were approached to like a bunch of times, you know, to sell. And then everyone, when they said no, everyone's basically like, well, call me when you want to sell it. Um, but they didn't do that. They just posted it on, uh, you know, on a listing site. Do you know why they did that? Or if that's even a true story? No, that actually is a true story. They were approached. You said a couple of times, I'm talking to probably hundreds of times to sell the brand, you know, between celebrities, athletes, local business people, everybody saw the value of it Mm -hmm. because you're, I mean, we're talking such an iconic building and brand itself. So, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and and just say what I think is they probably just didn't want to pick one person and felt really bad because so many people had reached out. They were trying to just go neutral and hand it to somebody that would take care of it. And they just say, well, they made the decision, not us Mm -hmm. because they, they were, they're such nice people. I, you know, I, I can see their kind of personalities not wanting to get into any kind of drama maybe with that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, that's just my gut that that's, you know, a possibility, but I don't know. The biz by sell too is a interesting site. It's probably one of the last places I would ever sell a franchise on, but Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it worked though. Still it worked for him. Yeah. They sold it. Yeah. Yeah. When Mark saw it, he thought it was all, all like one of the old Jewish delis in Beverly Hills. And he's like, well, that'd be kind of cool for my daughters. And uh-huh. then it turned out to be Randy's, which was even funnier. So yeah, man, oh man. And then Mark was able to, to, to show the brothers that he was going to, and well, and agree to all their, you know, stuff about keeping the brand the same and, and honest and everything like that. And he, the brothers were able to trust him. Yeah, of course. I mean, one of the things I think Mark created a good connection with them at uh-huh. the beginning. And I think they were happy that somebody was listening to what they wanted. we like keeping the mixes the same, keeping the team the same. You know, that's another thing. A lot of the employees are, the, you know, some, there's always turnover, but a lot of them are still around. Our head baker has been around for 25 years almost now. Wow. And we have some employees that have been working there almost as long. So you have a lot of heritage and Mark just kept them on and, you know, they're an important part of the business. So I think, and that's one of the reasons why I think also the two brothers also come to the events and things like that is because they appreciate what's going on and appreciate that Mark is keeping the brand the way they wanted it to be done. Uh, and they're still part of it in their own way. Mm-hmm. No, that's so good to hear. Cause we, you know, we saw, we went to the original Randy's and then saw the new location opening up in like, El Segundo and stuff. And we're like, Whoa, what is happening here? Something must be going on. So, um, so yeah, it's good to hear that it's a, it's a good progression and the brothers are happy and everything like that. Cause that's I, not knowing them. It just seems like that would be something that they would care about, uh, immensely is having kind of their brand and this business they had for 50 years, kind of having it protected and, and everything. So it's yeah, just, I mean, I, yeah. It's like watching your baby grow, you know yeah. what I mean? And then having to hand it off to somebody else. And then you still want to be involved, but you can't because you're getting too old. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, 
one of those things, but there's those two brothers were such nice guys. I mean, I've met them about 15 times so far and they're just, they're just sweet, gentle, kind men. Cool. No, that's great to hear. And then I, I read this too, which could be wrong. So correct me if this is incorrect, but, um, I believe it was Mark who said that they, he'll never build a, a Randy's, you know, big donut bigger than the original. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting one because people ask us all the time. So Downey, uh, California, which we're opening in October, uh-huh. um, is a replica of Inglewood, but it does have a donut that's about six feet smaller on the top. Okay. Um, and the main reason, like you said, is there it can only be one iconic location. There can be similar ones, and there still is branding aspects with the giant donut. But we don't want anyone that's larger than the 32 feet that the current one in Inglewood is. So 26 is still going to be pretty impressive but you know again nothing can compare to the Inglewood location itself that's the iconic one at the right. end of the day now the downy one is going to be obviously it's a build up from scratch so it's going to be a little bit newer it's going to be new it's going to have a little bit more it's going to look cleaner it's going to look more contemporary just because it's a function of that it's new it'll also have a little bit of indoor seating and hopefully some outdoor seating as well it's got its own parking lot so um the cool thing is that you know, when we go out to find locations for for corporate stores or for our franchise base, because we help them with uh, finding locations, you know, we always request uh, that we can put a giant donut on the roof for big for branding purposes. And oftentimes, the landlord says no, or the city says no. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, would do anything for us because they understand how much we bring people to the city of Inglewood and how we keep Inglewood on the map. Um, and so they get it. Is why. They, I mean, they absolutely. Downey is a city full of food and innovation, but surrounding towns don't really have much to it. So a lot of people come from all the surrounding towns to this area, Downey, and more people to Downey. So they were like, "Yes, we want the giant for sure. Give it to us." But then you have other cities or other landlords say, "No, label, you know, whatever, to Vegasy or you know, Hollywood Boulevardish." But mm-hmm. they don't get the value of people come from all over the place to take pictures there. I, I can assure you, and, and to buy donuts, and help the cities on the map. And Downey's a very progressive, innovative cities, so they get it. And I think it's kind of exciting that they get it. And I think they're really happy that we're going to be there and soon. So unfortunately, me and Tom kind of lost our internet connection it just got super jumpy you could kind of hear at the end there so we just kind of had to wrap it up um prematurely but we were basically we basically got the whole story across um so hope you enjoyed it hope you enjoyed learning about uh randy's donuts and uh the only thing that we wanted to mention uh is you can check out you know randy's donuts and everything they're expanding on and doing at randysdonuts.com and their downy location is opening in october this time so if you're in the la area orange county go check it out it looks pretty cool check out the plans and stuff it's going to be a sweet little building and uh they're on all insta or all uh social media stuff with the handle uh randy's donuts la so uh that was it hope you enjoyed it seriously randy's donuts is awesome love going there we just went uh yesterday actually and uh i got an apple fritter costs like less than two bucks and the thing weighs nearly a pound it's incredible uh so that's all there is to it thanks for listening hope you enjoy learning about randy's and donuts and the la icon if you liked it please i am 
beg you to share it with your friends and families. That would be nice. Uh, you could do it on social media and tag me at Curiosityness Podcast on Instagram or uh, the other social media things if you want to. And uh, that's all I have to say. So thanks for being here and listening to this whole thing. Uh, unfortunately, we kind of had to cut it short, but uh, these things happen. Okay, that's it. Goodbye.